Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guys. Well, we're back today with another touchy subject. But like you said in the the other podcast, um, everything in 2020 is a touchy subject. Yeah. So, but this is you can't th- talk about anything today without somebody no, losing their mind. So, <laughs> but this is a touchy subject that I just want to address because it's it's from a question that I get often. Um, actually it's, it's from a bunch of questions that I get often that are just kind of put together into one. And, and I think you'll see where I'm going. Because when you boil these all down, I mean, you really strip out the surface level part of it. All of this boils down to the root cause. That's why we always, you know, we always say on our videos, on podcasts, you've got to get to the heart of the matter. If we don't figure out what the root cause is, you're only addressing the, the surface level pieces and you're never truly getting to the true problem. And that's where this can be hard because I think a lot of us, when we hear this, I know I have felt this way when I hear this, um, you get hit in the conviction, right? Mm -hmm. And it stinks. And so it makes you upset, but that's where we have to always remember to stop and say, Hey, it doesn't matter what I think, what I feel, what is, you know, acceptable in my, my circle or whatever. It's no, what does God's word say? How are we transformed to that? And so, um, we pray that you guys can really hear us out, you know, in these messages before just clicking your dislikes and getting mad. (laughs) Even more recently, we've had this impression given, uh, apparently, I don't know how, but you know, that unbeknownst to us that, um, we're, we're not perfect. And I'm talking to me as much as I am anybody else. Yeah, we think we're perfect, but we're not really. Yeah, no, we're not really. But I mean, this is just the 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 answer to the question and addressing it and and calling it for what it is. And this and is what we call out in our own home with right. our own children, one another, every single day. So by the time you guys have heard it in podcast or video form. we promise we're we're preaching to ourselves and (laughs) all of the things that we share. So don't get so offended that you're like, well, you're saying so. Are you saying, well, what if, you know, and that's always the things that we, we get back and it's like, okay, you missed the whole point that this was not, not the point. Yeah. The point was to, to bring these things to mind and to remember these things and to know these things. Cause these are, I mean, we, we have a ton of scripture that we can go to uh, for the answer to this question and I mean or I mean basically what it boils down to in in the questions like I said it's it's a bunch of different ones but why am I struggling as a believer why am I having difficulty growing why am I having difficulty you know uh, not being excited about the Lord's return you know, why, why am I, why am I struggling? And like I said, that's, that's kind of piling in a bunch of questions into one topic here. Uh, it's, it's really a simple answer. And it's one that, again, my answer is taking in a lot of factors. This is a lot of what I see in my personal day-to-day. This is how I, I answer this question from an observation standpoint. You know, when people ask me this question and I have to observe the situation, and I have to ask these people these questions. I go, okay, well, before I can give you an answer, let me ask you these questions because I'm not, I'm not trying to judge you. I want to get this feel of your, you know, of your question, like where you are, you know, where your heart is. 
and uh, you know there's there's a there's a lot of different ways that that I see this and I think the most reoccurring thing always goes back to and remember take this with a grain of salt and and don't get angry this is just the answer this is just the truth all of this goes back to love of the world and the holidays oh my goodness they shine bright and it shows us where our hearts are so like more i think than anything we they're they're just so telling and this is not about whether we celebrate it whether we don't christmas thanksgiving it it, none of that that's not what i'm saying i'm not judging you for it i'm not saying we should or shouldn't that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying we can take these two times of year and we really can see where your heart is and you may go well yes but i family and love and yeah you've got that but maybe Maybe there's something more in there. Maybe there's something deeper here. And there is. And that's what there always is. So the question is, is, well, if if you know that you're struggling and you admit this, why do you refuse to admit that you love the world these certain times a year and these may be a few times a year but you're refusing to give up the world and is are these few times a year the only answer to this question no but like i said it's a good starting point that i go to to see where your heart is i always go back to this not not the holidays in particular Okay, but we can use the holidays as this, this springboard for answering this question. But I always go back to, okay, well, if you feel like you've got, you know, if you feel like you're struggling, then you are. Then that means that you are in love with the world and you are entangled in the cares and affairs of this life more than you should be. Does this make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And I think that's, you know, and, and I know, you know, people get upset because it's like, no, I have freedom to enjoy things. That doesn't mean I'm in love with the world. And it's like, well, hold on. Let's, let's stop and go through that. Let me just share the illustration that I use for myself to test myself when I talk about these things. We woke up, uh, what, it's been like 13 years ago or whatever, but we woke up one morning shortly, not even a full year after moving from California to North Carolina to a flood where it had rained overnight. We were not expecting any of this, literally thief in the night, right? You walk, you woke up to get ready for work and you heard this crazy noise. You walked outside and the water was rapidly rising. Now I opened that first yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. 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 Looked out on the deck so, and it was like, already... So, still dark, sun hadn't even totally come up. You're getting up early, worked in an office, you know, getting up early to get to work. So, 
it was one of those things where not that you, I mean, the whole story doesn't even matter, but we had that with water rising very quickly, we had our first little home. It had literally every possession that we had moved, literally everything of everything that we had moved 3000 plus miles across the country to have with us. And we had just minutes to go back in because the rescuers were coming down, (laughs) coming down the street by boat to get us. And we had just minutes to gather, Hey, what are you going to take? Um, you remember, we got to fit everybody in this boat, you know, chop, chop. (laughs) And the water is coming up, you know, our stairs and, and all of the things. And so in that moment, I, and I know, I'm thankful for that moment. I think more people should have to be in that position where your brain has to process that because I really feel like that was a tool that God uses for me. And yeah, and he did for us. And we were even lucky in that situation too, because we were, there's so many people that have, you know, fire and this kind of stuff too. So but we had to, in just minutes say, okay, you gotta go. What do you grab? And the, and there was practically nothing that was salvageable after the waters receded. So for us, we had those quick moments where I had to go, dang, we've already lost half of the stuff. You know, the whole downstairs is already flooded. So we've already lost half of our belongings anyways, but in what's left up here, what do I grab? And it was amazing in those moments, the things I grabbed, you know what I mean? Like I could, I could sit here and name off the things that I grabbed. And it's funny because in that moment I had to go, there is no time to sit here and cry over how much I love and how much I lost and how can I let go? Like the boat's coming. We've got to go get in it. Like we don't have time. Um, we've got a child and a couple pets, like we got to go. Um, but having to go through that moment of like, okay, what do you grab? But I think all of us need to stop. I, I mean, I do this to myself where I go through at least a couple times a year. I go through every single room in our house and go, okay, if we had to bust out this room right now, would there be anything here that I would grab? What would I have to have? And then the rest of it, why am I clinging on so tightly to it? You know what I mean? Like, but to stop truly in our lives and go, Lord, what really matters? What am I doing? What, what am I clinging on to? But be real. I mean, you have to be for real with yourself, you know, and really look at that and go, what am I clinging on to? Is it really I'm using the the freedom that I have in Christ to enjoy these things? Or am I holding on to the cares and affairs of this world? Do I find my comfort in the ways of the world? What am I really, truly doing? Well, and that's why I was, that's why I was kind of saying, you know, like, <clears throat> it's, it, it's not about the holidays, but it, the holidays are only a gauge of where your heart is. It's just a great way to show us a, show the world, right? Show everyone around you where your heart is. That's, you know, just like the words you speak are just a window into the way your heart is feeling. That's what the holidays is. I mean, you're just putting it on display for everyone around you through social media, get togethers, just conversation, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's just putting on display where your heart is focused in many ways and not the holidays aren't the only thing that do it but it's a real real easy one and it's one that's happening now you know sure and like i said i mean i've used i've used plenty of different situations to make changes in my own personal life and i and i don't think there's we always can make changes but we always should be growing and we always should be you know advancing and and spiritually getting stronger not you know staying stagnant you know and and becoming cold and that's what we um you know that's what largely we are doing but like i said i mean this this guide of of where your 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 heart is and, and seeing 
those things that you're hanging on to and seeing like 2020 after what a year that's been this year has been well everybody just wants to flock to some sort of normalcy and some sort of of comfort in this world so you go well heck yeah i'm celebrating you know heck yeah i'm going all out on christmas heck yeah i'm going out on thanksgiving this has been a heck of a year we've lost so and so this is what we do traditionally we're going to do this you know and not that there's anything wrong with that but if you're going to come and ask the question and have wonders why your life is not right in different areas this is a good place to start at least to understand why why are you doing what you are doing because of tradition cool great what is this year shown you like does this what sort of moving forward do you see in the world right now this is and if this is sounding oh it's depressing i'm being honest like what direction uh, forward are we going here am i saying that it's it's not for us to do good and all that stuff no but that's not the conversation that i'm having and that's not what i'm saying at all but I'm saying is, what are you holding on to here? Like, what, what makes you flock to something for comfort? That's the best place to start. You know, like you said, there's a reason why, you know, I mean, we, we have the story of Lot's wife and, and a good and church member of ours just painted a, or, or drew a beautiful picture of Lot's wife and it was a reminder to her to not look back and not get entangled in the cares and affairs of this life and scripture tells us over and over and over again not to get tangled in the cares and affairs of this life paul tells us clearly in colossians 3 2 set your mind on the things above not on the things that are on earth what what where do you think that this verse right here where do you think that this can be debated i mean what did paul write here set your mind on the things above not on the things that are on earth if you know anything about the Apostle Paul, you know his full 100% dedication was to the Lord. 100%. And you didn't hear anything else other than Christ. It was only little, slight little hints here and there that you even saw any part of, of knowledge of the outside world in, in Paul's life. And that was... You know, like when he, when he mentions, you know, I don't, I don't run, you know, running the race in Philippians and boxing the air. I mean, this is, these are cultural things that of course, you know, around Greece and Turkey and the place is that modern day Greece and Turkey now, um, but are in, in Rome, all these areas, these were these Olympic games and all these, these games and things that we have and the sports that we have today. A lot of this was going on in the day and started um, you know, gaining huge popularity in that day. And there was boxing in Paul's day. And so this shows that, of course, Paul had knowledge of boxing. I like to think Paul liked it. I mean, why would you, why would you make this reference just to use, uh, just to loosely use it? We know he traveled all the time. I'm not saying he was, but I, you know, I, I think that, 
there's some sort of, and, and it seems that Paul enjoyed running, you know, I mean, he, he equated to running this race and you would, you would somehow think that, um, you know, usually when you make this equation with something, it's something that you enjoy. That's just something that we as humans do. Um, so it, it's only in these little faint little things that we see. And then, and, you know, the, this is where I think Christians have a, a lot of freedom to pick and choose things that they want to do. And they do in scripture, but like where, where Paul quotes, you know, a, a pagan prophet twice, um, not in, not in acknowledging or agreeing with any of his other teachings, not agreeing with this prophet in particular, but agreeing with what was said. So that's, that's a, I think this is a good mirror for, you know, freedom in different ways for us. But then it's, it's also shows that these are the only little things that you can faintly see in Paul's life that didn't have to do with looking for Christ and serving Christ consistently. And we are consistently warned over and over. Paul quotes in 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18, he quotes Isaiah 52, 11, when he says, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, go out from the midst of her, purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. Okay, that's, uh, this is, Paul is referring to Isaiah 52, 11 there in 2 Corinthians when he's saying this, but what, what is he saying? Touch no unclean thing and be separate from them. Be separate from them. Not live like them, even look like them. That's why it's really interesting that the Orthodox Jews you know, they, do you know why they wear the black, the, the crazy stuff is to be identified as different. Now, a lot of them have completely abused it. And I'm not saying that this is something that we should do in anything else, but that's, that's why. And that's why in the Old Testament, that's why the Lord had different practices for them to show that they were Israelites. They were something different. Well, and it, it is interesting how we look at, you know, how we have taken in our Christian culture. You know, we talked about this in your your plea of consideration um, podcast, but how we've taken, I mean, we, Christians no longer even look like we've been grafted into this branch of Israel, right? Like we've just created our own religion. It has nothing to do with any of it. We're so far off. It's ridiculous. Um, then you have people that get on the other extreme who are like Hebrew roots and Torah observant. And then that's completely ridiculous on the other side of it, you know, but you look at this and it's like, you see God over and over again, have nothing to do with those people, right? You are my people. You are not of this world. You do not, you do not partake in the customs they partake in. You do not look like them. You do not act like them. You don't do business like them, right? You're just radically different. And then you look at our Christian world today and, and, so often I know we go to, you know, well, we have, you know, we pull out the scriptures of we have God's grace to, you know, we have the, the grace to be able to do this and do that. We have freedom in Christ and whatever. And amen, absolutely we do. But I really don't think we understand what that means because we take that to mean, well, I can absolutely love these ways of this world and be, you know, wrapped up in the cares and affairs of this world and so many other things because I have freedom to do so. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we, we kind of misuse that in many different ways. I guess to help 
summarize this point of what I'm saying and how to tie this all together is it's really hard to live for Christ and to look and act like the world. Okay. Absolutely. That is the perfect summarization. And that means every part of the world. We have every freedom in that does not go against God to do these things. We we have a lot of freedom in Christ. But the the point is is when you look and you practice the things of the world and you look like the world, it gets extremely difficult. If we're watching a lot of TV shows, movies, if we're playing a lot of video games and we're doing a lot of activity as, as opposed to study and fellowship, these things get harder and harder. And that's why the holidays are, are easy and telling because when people say, well, I struggle so bad, yet they just flock to these things and just are so you know, proud of it and, and, and defend it and will wear the Rudolph ears and, the, and, and you know, the, the pumpkins will be everywhere. And this isn't, again, this isn't about the holidays. I'm not, and I'm not trying to make light or make fun of you because what did I just say a few minutes ago? We have freedom to do these things. But my point is, is the more that we practice the things of this world, the harder and harder it is to live for Christ. And we have to understand that. And there's a reason why he says, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, go out from the midst of her, purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. Uh, or, or as Paul puts it in, in 2 Corinthians, he says, therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, I mean, in, in what do what we just did a, a podcast on first John two fifteen, um, when John says, do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. This is not from the father, but is from the world lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. These two things, we like to think that lust of the eyes just means a good looking woman or whatever. No, it doesn't. This means anything that you put your eyes on that you want more than God. That could be your Pinterest board. That could be your holiday decorations. That can be (laughs) literally anything. And the boastful pride of life. What do you think the boastful pride of life means? Is there any way to get around that? No, there's not. There's a reason why he says these things. 
And every problem that we have in our own personal life always comes back to, I love the world. I love the world more than I love the Lord, and I refuse to give it up. And very rarely will any of us be true to ourselves and admit that that is what it is. You know, when I, when I see behavioral problems with my children, I'm like, that's it. Fed up. I'm had it. This is why. This is why if you let in the world too much, you're going to have problems. And that's why for us, the result is always we've let in too much. We're cutting it all out. So that's where it's not judgmental. And, and I told somebody this earlier this week, I said, my lifestyle does not have to look like yours. My, my sense of what I give up and what I give, you know, what, what I, the Lord is, you know, I'm okay in the Lord with or whatever. It doesn't all look the same into each individual person. Yeah, we're not okay. saying if your home doesn't look exactly like ours does, then therefore you are not truly loving the Lord and living. No. But guess what? It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And a rich man is not just an extremely wealthy man. Okay, I mean, we, the, uh, this is why I say that we are such a disadvantage in this country. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you are the rich man. You are the rich man. You have everything that qualifies you to be the rich man. And we have plenty of church members in other countries. And we, I mean, you know, I mean, you should know this. This is obvious information that we have in this country. We are rich men. We don't rely. I mean, sure, we have struggles, but we don't rely on food. Largely. Is there a good population that do? Yes. But does that define our nation? No. Because even people that are struggling can find something. They can go garbage diving somewhere and find something to eat out of a garbage can. I mean, these things don't even exist in third world countries. <laughs> or any of this garbage is nothing that you want to touch. So... Uh, and I mean, I say that loosely because there's plenty of people struggling and there's plenty of people I'm sure that are even listening to this struggling, but our struggle is different from the struggle of other countries. And, and it's rich kid struggle. It, it is. I mean, power, water, these things like that we, that we have even, you know, access to, like you can even, um, you know, you can wander in and out of, uh, you know, a park or something and get water and, and these different things. Clean running water is not a luxury in other countries. Our, like our brother in Kenya, um, you know, he has to go, what is it, three miles for water every day? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember exactly. Three miles. And I mean, he's on the more fortunate side. Yeah. And, you know, so these things that we have is, are, are just so difficult because what do we need? What do we need to rely on God for? The water just comes on and it's hot. I have all these things. The guy cuts the lawn for me every weekend. You know, like we, we have everything that we could possibly want. That's why it's, you know, in the suburbs, it's extremely difficult to live in the suburbs and follow Christ. Not saying it's impossible. 
Because there's people that do it. I know people that do it. But it's hard. And even they will tell you, it's hard. It's hard when we live so close to each other and we're constantly in this compare and contrast and this, you know, keeping up the Joneses. And even though we don't think that we're doing that, it's in our hearts naturally as Americans. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And we need to understand that. And uh, I mean, because we as Americans, we might as well call ourselves Laodiceans. I mean, what do we, what do we need that we don't have? What do we rely on the Lord for? And when we live along with the world and like the world and we go in and we're involved in the nine to five rat race, it's extremely difficult. You know, as many people as I know do do this, I also know that a bunch that are very, that are struggling right now going, I don't know how much longer I can do this because now it's becoming harder and harder to follow the Lord like we are supposed to. then stay here and do the world thing that we do. Life, every life, everyday life for each one of us. The problem is, is for us in America, you know, going out into the world, it's not difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, you know, we would think, okay, well, just like, you know, the Israelites, well, if, you know, we, we stay off and, and just segregate in our little area and not go anywhere, you know, we're not going to go down to Egypt, we'll be fine. Well, going down to Egypt for us is going down the street. It's like looking at Lot, right? Like Lot, he didn't have to worry, like it was everywhere. Right. Then you have Abraham over there living out in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's a perfect contrast. Totally different world. Abraham and Lot is a perfect contrast to that. Why do you think that we have that in scripture? It's difficult to live in the city. It's difficult to live like the world and follow Christ. So a lot of this where your your difficulty is coming from and man I just can't just can't stay in scripture. I just can't comprehend it. I just can't do this. I just don't have time. I'm so busy. I'm that that's the one that I hear the most. I'm so busy. And I go, you're so busy. What, why do you think that your relationship with Christ is, is not where you want it to be? You just said that you're busy. That means too busy. That means that you are lost in the cares and affairs of this world. And you love the world. Does that mean that you're not Christian? Does that mean that I'm condemned? No. But that's a fact. If I'm having, if the world is in, in the cares and the, and the things are pulling me down, obviously that's my love for the world because otherwise I wouldn't be pulled down. We're not a slave to anything, any way of life. Some are indebted and, and they're required to pay their debt. But you're not stuck in this life. And the, the, the problems that we have 
this is where it goes back to the heart. And back to being able to reflect on these things and go, how much world do I have in my life? I mean, it's, it's difficult. That's why for us, it doesn't look like it did for everybody else. But for us, it was not working the corporate business life and, 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 and you know, climbing up that ladder. That was something that, no, I could not in good conscience continue to do. Just as a lot of theologians in the past, you know, have been lawyers and and different, you know, um, politicians, businessmen, businessmen, and some of them go, I can't do this anymore because it goes against everything that I am. I know people have plenty to say about John Nelson Darby, but John Nelson Darby was a lawyer. And he literally was conflicted about being a lawyer and being a preacher. So he's like, I can't. I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. Like, I can't because it doesn't go along with my, with my belief. It doesn't go along with, I can't reconcile this in Scripture anymore. Does that mean that that's that way to everybody? Does that mean if you're a lawyer, you can't follow Christ? Absolutely not. You can bring plenty of glory to the Lord doing that job. But it's difficult, isn't it? You know, if you're that person, it's hard, isn't it? It's not easy. Because this goes to the, you know, it's easier, you know, for the, for the camel to pass through. I mean, Jesus used this ridiculously, this ridiculous example. And, you know, that, that was to be thought-provoking. And to realize how hard, and I mean, that it's impossible. So knowing it's impossible, how much do you want to do it? And knowing it's impossible, you know that you have to fight against this enemy every single minute of every single day. Maybe it's not that bad for you. And I, I know there's, and that's why I said, not everybody's life has to look the same. Yeah, some people are very good at take it, leave it. Like I, I, I went, I did my thing, I left. It, it, it's not affecting me, right? Some people are very disciplined, and that's great. But for the most part, especially in our instant gratification culture, especially within our American church, we have like no self-discipline. You know, right. most of us are not this person. There is a one percent that you know is able to do it a little bit better, but most of us are not. So, I, you know, it's, it's difficult doing this because you go, well, where am I supposed to work? How am I supposed to live? It's not something that, that I can tell you. It's something that what, however the Lord works and fits in your personal life, that's up to him to work out in your life. But I can tell you if you're feeling frustrated and you, you feel like you're stuck and you're getting this, a lot of this is our fault because we're truly loving the world more than we're loving the Lord and we're afraid 
to give that up. Bottom line is we're afraid because the other part that I, that I sense from people is, but that all sounds crazy. And like living by faith, like all of that sounds just crazy. And it does. And that's why, again, we are at such a disadvantage in this country. Because especially now where we are in time, that sounds insane. Like it, do, it sounds literally insane. But it's not. And God doesn't change. And if we go and use the Israelites as examples, heck, even the apostles as examples, like these, you know, they, they did things differently for a reason. And you know what's so hard to get people to understand? And, I, and it's, it, it's hard because I, I have not been able to do it as, as well as I would like. I, I know that I have people that do, but even in my own ministry, I haven't been able to do to show people that you know the whole point of the Israelites in the Old Testament, literally every single thing that they did they were going and chasing after other gods when God clearly told them not to. They were trusting in these things that brought them this earthly gratification and earthly pride and chasing after these things. And, and these were, this was because they weren't satisfied for, with living in, with the Lord and, and, and living, you know, his law. Uh, they, they weren't satisfied with that. It wasn't enough. It was boring. We can't do these things that the rest of the nations are able to do. That's dumb. We want to be able to do those too. We have freedom. So they went and they took this freedom and they tried to intermarry it along in with Israel. And, and a lot of it, you know, stuck. And it it absolutely ruined Israel every single time they did this. And the Old Testament is there for us to learn, not, not to replace the church with Israel or anything like that, but to lead and to follow and to understand by example of what it's like being God's people. I mean, we have the scripture that we can get to know and understand our Lord and how he interacts with us and the nations around us and the, and the activities and different things like that. And yet we, we largely don't understand it. Like I said, it's hard to, to, to compare these things because either people over-compare it or they under-compare it. It's, it. There's no middle ground. It's either, you know, this is, this is you, I can do all things, I'm David, or it's all that's not for Israel and not for the church. Christ, you know, is, is the only thing that we have now. Now we have complete freedom in Christ, and now we can do whatever we want. So I can look like so the world. So I can look like, like the world. The world I can smell like, like the, the world. world. I can do whatever the world Spend does. Spend money like the world. Spend live money like, like the, the world. world. Yeah. Do all that. And no, 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 no. Um, because that, that leads you into somewhere that it's, it's very difficult to come back from. And it leads you with, to something. You, you just don't feel full. So you constantly keep trying to to run after your own gratifications and trying to keep up with other people, other things, all these different things. And you can't possibly do that. It destroys you. 
And not only that, it makes God really, 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 really angry. Because we are not supposed to have other gods like that. This goes to the other side of it. Christian freedom. You know, this is where, yes, some people are good with take it and leave it. I'm not, I'm still working on it. And I've even recently found holes in where I need to work in my personal life. But I have a amazing ability. The Lord has blessed me with an amazing ability to be able to take and leave the world. I can be, there's, there's some things I don't touch anymore, part of my past life, anything that I don't want anything to do with. But then the things that I've come to, you know, be okay with. Like I can take or leave the, I could care less. There's, there's literally nothing that I care about more. Well, that's like for you, like, sure, if we're having an afternoon and, you know, it's like our, you know, we've got a, a day, we're just kind of resting, which is very, very, this is like maybe once a month that you have a day and it's like, okay, you know, or sometimes in the evening when you sit down and you'll turn on and, and play video games for, you know, you'll play your racing game. Mm-hmm. You'll literally pick it up and play it. You'll do like a race or two and then it sets it. That's done. You know what I mean? Like there's no, but, but so there is, yeah, you can enjoy things, right? There can be things you pick up. And that's fine. No mean to boast. No, no, no. But that's where we all have to get to that point. Like, you know, for me, there's certain things where like, oh, I'll maybe watch a YouTube video on that or go and do that or, you know, whatever for a minute. And then it's like, okay, I've wasted enough time. You know what I mean? Because if we're not focusing on God's word, knowing God's word, living it out, looking for Christ, you know, things that are truly edifying the soul, mm-hmm. then we're wasting our time. Those are just time wasters. But we don't look at it that way. We go, oh, well, I have freedom. I like enjoying this. Okay. Well, that was our question when I, I asked. I said, okay, so before you start doing anything for Christmas, shopping, decorate, whatever, how is that focusing you on Christ's return? I don't know your answer. That's between you and the Lord. But I want you to at least ask the question. So on anything that we do, we go, okay, how is that truly edifying my soul in an eternal focus? Because if it's not doing that, then it's just a time waster. So let's call it what it is. So then you look at that. Hey, sometimes, yeah, we all waste time, right, in some degree. But you have to stop and say, hey, is this, have I been wasting a lot of time today? Is this a lot? You know what I mean? Like you have to keep things in moderation. Eating a little bit of junk food isn't going to kill you. But chronically consuming it your whole life is going to have major, major health effects. Absolutely. It's the same thing. So having a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there of like, hey, I just sat around and did a little nothing or I played video games or I whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. These aren't sinful things, but they're just time wasters because they're not edifying your soul. They're not building you up in the Lord. So therefore, they're, they're worthless. I don't care what it is. If it's not building you up in the ways of the Lord, it's a time waster. Right. But do we sit there and call it what it is and then go, hey, how much time was on the side of edifying my soul and building me up in the ways of the Lord? And, you know, that's reading your Bible, watching good sermons, talking with the past. You know what I mean? Like there's those things. So Mm -hmm. if you were to list those out in your whole day, right, one side being that and the other side being labeled what it is, love of the world, time waster, cares and affairs of the world, 
how does your sheet balance out at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month? Right. How does it? Right. And I think that's where, um, you know, I think this goes back to what we were talking about, the holidays, going back to the holidays again. And if you're, if you're putting too much care and worry in these things and just can't give it up, where, where do you think your issues are coming from that you're having? Like where you might think they're totally unrelated issues with the kids, with your marriage, with just your walk with the Lord, friends, family, whatever. I guarantee you they're more connected than you think they are. You know, and, and the other thing that's becoming a shame is the willingness to stand firm on a lot of these things because of a spouse that does not agree. Well, I, my spouse just is not there. Okay, well, I mean, and, and we're not meant, we're, we're supposed to do everything in love, but at the same time, if you truly are having these struggles, at what point do we take these stands and change? I'm not saying that you need to do one specific thing, because uh, again, everybody's like, life looks different, but you're going to have to stand somewhere and stop this, you know, who, but look at how want. simple this is, right? Because when it comes to this matter of this stuff, right, any spiritual stuff, we're like, well, my spouse just isn't there, so I just, you know, I don't have a leg to stand on. It's like, okay, well, let me just pitch it to you in a different, a different image, right? We all agree here that not knowing Christ, living for Christ, you know, doing all this is a death sentence, right? We agree on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if your spouse wanted to give your children cereal, but instead of milk, they wanted to use arsenic each day. Mm-hmm. What would your response be there? Mm-hmm. Y- you'd lose your ever-loving mind, right? I mean, number one, your spouse must be crazy if that's what he wants to do, but just follow me for a second. You'd call the authority. I mean, you'd, you, would la- you would do anything to stop that from happening. No way, no how. I don't care what it is. I absolutely am not, I am going to make a stand. You are not going to make us use arsenic in our cereal each morning, right? Mm -hmm. You would do anything to make that happen. But yet when we're talking about eternal life and the matters that are eternal, Mm -hmm. way more important, we're like, well, I mean, I just, I want to make sure that that's when we're like, oh, well, I have to be submissive, so therefore I can't say anything. Or, you know what I mean? We have all these different reasons why, well, that's just, I don't want to cause any issues. It is where he is. And I'm not saying go and call the authorities because you're spelled, you know what I mean? But the, the yeah, same no, no, level no. of importance that we would take with, you know, our spouse having us eat or feeding our kids something that was bad, you know what I mean? Like, we, why is this not... Of equal. Of at least equal priority. Yeah. Where at some point, if you never right, make a stand. don't take what she's saying there wrong. I know. So there were, but just, just follow me with that idea, right? Because in that, we can totally comprehend that idea and be like, well, absolutely, no way. I don't care. Like, I'm making something happen. And here's all my reasons why, you know. But why when it comes to this, of going, hey. And that doesn't have to mean that you go and you just fight your spouse, you know, whatever. But that's where you stop and say, hey. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. 
I got to cut back on this a little bit. You know, you start minimizing and pushing this, this stuff, this focus of the world out of your life and letting your conduct and your example speak, you know, in that manner. And, you know, one thing I also want people to consider too is people, they get so sensitive and so touchy over this and they go, well, I just don't agree with what you're saying. I don't like it. You'll get angry or, you know, okay. But if you have struggles reading, staying involved, staying focused, being in church, all these different things. If you're having these struggles and you truly don't understand scripture, largely don't understand scripture, especially all that crazy stuff in the old Testament. And you're really struggling to live it out each day. How do you know? How do you, how do you know that you're, that, that you are, there's not something wrong there. Like, how do you know that, that, you're, you're, you get mad at, um, us or, or whatever it is and, or just think, well, just roll your eyes and move on. Maybe that works for you, but that's not for me. I'm good. Thanks. Type of an idea. So why, why do you think that you're struggling with scripture? Like what, you know, that you would understand this a little bit more if you, um, you know, if we made these, these, uh, these comparisons in our own lives. Because again, every time you disagree with anything, you know, we say or anyone else says, do you disagree because you were a Berean and you can come to us and say, Hey, let's look scripturally. You said this, this is what scripture says. Mm-hmm. Let's reconcile this. Are you wrong? Am I misunderstanding? Where are we at? But no, it's every time I feel this way. God led me this way. I, my experience, my emotion, my feeling, my whatever. Well, I guess that's my what I'm whatever. getting at is people will come and they'll admit that they don't, they need help with, and they'll admit, hey, what does this mean? I don't understand this. Sure. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all should be, you we know. We all should be doing that every that, day. <laughs> that humble. Heck, I still do this. But... But then we'll go, ah, but on then that topic, when you don't say agree. something or answer a question or, or, or do something like this, you go, no, nope, that's not it. Can't be. I don't agree with that. I don't I'm going to keep with doing that. this. And then they'll pull out the scripture that they like that fits with their idea. And they'll say, see, this is what God's word says. 99.999 okay, okay, out of context. But don't you just remember that just a few minutes ago you said, and when I say minutes, it's days, months, just a few, just a while ago. You said that you did not understand this. So in that amount of time, you all of a sudden were understanding all of Scripture as a whole and know that I'm wrong. Okay. But, you know, and, and, and that's where it's like, guys, think about this. It, it's not crazy. And a lot of these things have been made clear in Scripture. And there is a lot of freedom that we have. There's, there's certainly things that we can practice. And, and it's not about, um, you know, abstaining from everything in the world. But the more that we look like it, the more that we are involved in these things, the harder and harder it is going to be for us. And if you are living and acting like the world, it's going to be very, very hard for you to get anywhere in Scripture and in, under, in true understanding. You'll have this wonderful false Christ that you're following because there is a beautiful false Christ in that. I mean, this false Christ looks exactly like the real one, except for everything has to do with this world. 
but it sounds good. It looks good. It has all the tradition. It has all the little things except for it's a lie. It's a destructive heresy. It's teaching you to love your, the world and loving yourself as opposed to loving and serving Christ. I can't do that. That's difficult. Yeah, but maybe the Lord calls you to do that. And maybe you should stop doing what you're doing. And maybe the reasons why you have the problems that you have in your life is because you refuse to give these things up. I always tell people that this is scary because the Lord will pursue those that are his. I don't know to what extent that means to you in your own personal life. That can be something, you know, horrible in perception to you to save you from yourself. Why don't we grow and, and continue to, to serve the Lord as opposed to, you know, risking that? I don't know, but I, you know, the, the ones that have the least biblical literacy have the strongest opinions and they will flock to the most milky gospel that we can find to tickle their ears and make them feel better. And then wonder why they're, they're having in, in their, they're having difficulty with being excited, being motivated and everything else. I'm like, you were it. You know, you were at six football games, three soccer practice. How do you think, how is that serving the Lord? Well, we do so serving the Lord. Well, how? If you serve the Lord, there's, there's, there's that, that joy in your heart of serving the Lord. There's not a, there's not moments of sorrow. There's not, you know, of course, yes, there's plenty more moments of sorrow, but when you're serving the Lord and, and you're doing things for the Lord, it's a, it's a good feeling. It's not, not a prideful feeling, but it's, a, it's, it's what we are supposed to do. And we are supposed to take joy and delight in obeying the law of the Lord. And so if we're, we're taking delight in doing that, that doesn't, read, that doesn't leave room for a whole lot of frustration with what you're doing. That doesn't leave for a whole lot of being too busy in order to do things. Like it doesn't leave any room for any of that stuff. So I think that's where we have to go and assess every single thing in our life. And you have to understand that you can't be Lot's wife and be too afraid and look back. You have to take up your cross and follow Christ. You can't be Lot's wife and turn around and want to go back. This is one or the other. And if you're struggling, if you're having these difficulties, and if you're even falling off, you're starting to look back over your shoulder. This is too hard. And I see this happen so often. It's, it's heartbreaking. Because, you know, I go... Is it something that I did? Is it something that I didn't do? Did I not? Did I? What is it? A lot of time it boils down to you just wanted to love the world more. A lot of times it does. Not every time. I'm not perfect. But it's just something that we have to start considering especially as we see the day drawing near. If we truly believed in the first place, just like I went over in 1 Corinthians 15 this past Wednesday in church. Don't you, don't you remember all this stuff? That says if you believed in all this stuff, unless, of course, you believed in vain. 
Unless, of course, you really don't believe. Paul speaking of the resurrection of the dead. That sounds crazy. That sounds, whoa, that's way, way out there. Well, guess what? It's real. It's literal. And it's going to happen one of these days. So, you know, Paul was, you know, don't you remember when I was with you, I, I told you all of these things. And this is where our hope lies. Not here. So, to, 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 you know, again, to, to re-summarize the answer to this, what do I do? Why am I struggling? Let go of the world. Let it go. How? Cut out what is making you too busy. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. I never told anybody to throw their TV away. I never told anybody to stop watching Netflix. I mean, you should. But you don't have to. That's that point of just being like, okay, what am I doing? Where is it focusing me? Stop and ask yourself before you do anything, why am I doing this? Everything. Everything that you do. I mean, that was our process. It's the second going, time I've taken a drink with my mic on. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, no, we didn't, didn't hear you. You were good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I stopped. That, that that was for me with going through all of the holidays, all of the things, the stuff I spent money on, especially. Why am I doing this? Why am I getting this? Is this truly serving a real purpose, right? Like, is this something I need that it's that's truly serving a purpose? Or am I just doing it to do it? Am I doing it because somebody, you know, somebody I follow online, they have it and it makes their life wonderful. So it'll make my life wonderful too, you know, what, what are you really doing and what are you doing it for? I think we just, we're so quick to just do the things we do because it's what everybody else does. But you want to know if you're on the right path. This is a great way to test if you're truly on this right path. You're in scripture, you're reading, you're learning, you're applying it, right? This is how to know if you're really on that right path. Every day, your life becomes more and more uncomfortable. That's how you know. So if you're not feeling more and more discomfort every single day, then you're probably not doing much of anything. That's just being for real. Yeah, you should. And that's even within your Christian church circle, okay? Yeah, absolutely it is. Are you having more and more discomfort with family members, with friends? Did you have to have a conversation with your brother the other day when he was upset with you that you never call him and your response had to be, yeah, I don't because I have nothing to talk to you about. All you want to discuss is the world and all I have to talk to you about is Jesus and you don't want to hear it and you're, it breaks my heart, but you're right. I, I have stopped calling because that's all you want and I can't give you that and I can't sit here and pretend to love the world with you. I can't do it. Yes, we were just talking about this pain in our own personal Because if you guys don't think that we don't feel it too, we do. But that's how we know, right? And that's where I think with so many, it's like, and that's where it all kind of boils back down to this holiday thing again. It's like, well, I just want to feel the cozy excitement of Christmas. Like, I just, I just want to cling on to Christmas because it makes me feel good. And, and I just want to put all of 2020 away for a minute and have my cozy, fun, nostalgia and movies and cocoa, right? And I get it. I get that we want to feel that. But guys, that, the thing to finally quench our thirst and give us that peace and rest has to be the eternal. Mm -hmm. that, that's where it has to be. Sure, we can enjoy little things here and there, of course. 
But if you're not feeling more and more discomfort in your relationships, your finances, your day-to-day activities, I mean, all of the things, if you're not feeling that every day, then again, like I said, if you list out your things, you know, the one column that is truly pursuing the eternal and the ways of the Lord versus the side that's just being wrapped up in the cares and affairs of this world. If you're not feeling that discomfort every day, it's because you're still on the world side. It is. I mean, that's the honest truth of it, that we all have to hold that mirror up in front of ourselves every single day and go, where am I? Are we just doing whatever to keep our spouse happy so we don't have discomfort there? Are we doing whatever with our friends and family, even if they profess to be Christians? If, if those that are, you know, in our circle that profess to be Christians and our conversations don't revolve around Christ, you're doing it wrong. If you profess to be training your children up in the ways of the Lord, yet your conversations don't revolve around Christ, you're doing it wrong. If you profess to be showing your spouse Christ, yet it's not what everything revolves around, then you're doing it wrong. I mean, we can look at everything in our lives, what we watch, what we spend money on, what we do, what, what we, we sign up for, all of the things. If it's not, if it doesn't boil down to this, then guys, it's of the world. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. It can be black or it can be white, Right. There's no shades in between. You're either stopped at a red light or you're driving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if it's a yellow, it's still one or the other. Either you're driving or you're not. (laughs) Like, it's that simple. But yet when it comes to this, we like somehow can't compute that, okay, either I am truly focusing on the Lord and I look different, I talk different, I spend money different, I spend my time different, all of the things different, or I'm doing it like those in the world. That's where I love the the example of the Amish in this light, right? The Amish are like, nope, I am over here. And I am not joining over there because I see how y'all fell downhill real quick. So I am staying over here. I'm not saying that the Amish have it right. We need to go be Amish. But you get my idea. When you see the Amish out and about, they stand out like sore thumbs. They look different. They act different. They talk different. Everything is different, right? And you go, wow, those people are different. I know where they are. It's the same thing that was Brandon's example with Old Testament with the Jews. They looked different. They, they talked different. They celebrated things different. Everything was different. And you knew them. When you saw them, you know, pop into town to get the things they needed to get, you're like, wow, these guys are not, not one of us. But do you look that way? Does everybody in your neighborhood, does everybody in your church, does everybody in your friendship circle, your family, whatever, go, yeah, those guys are different. They act different they talk everything's different you know i mean in the, in the i don't want to circle this back around to the holidays again again because we said this is the you know because of the freedom to do so but the question does come in and especially looking at old testament israel is you know not to including the pagan celebrations so or or the you know or the way that the other nations celebrated that israel wasn't supposed to but then you know, any Gentile nation or any Gentile could come and be a part of Israel, but they had to come in and they you forsake know, all had else to, to forsake everything else and truly come in. And they no longer, I mean, you know, if they didn't live in Israel, they were to go back to wherever they were from and live in the way that, you know, now for the Lord as opposed to their pagan practices. Does that mean that they didn't have freedom to do the things that they once did? Um, Not the sinful things, of course, 
But the things that were, you know, there, whatever, sure. But the problem is, is the dedication and the want wasn't there. The want was to want to serve the Lord and the want to, you know, hey, I found the Lord. I want to grow in this. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Old me is Old dead. Old me is dead. So that's where it's like, why, you know, you just ask the question, you know, why are we so concerned on, on following these traditions of the world and, and not, you know, and, and inventing new ones, I guess is what I'm, I'm saying. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm going to get enough people upset at me for that one. I don't want to turn this back on that because we we already did the holiday podcast. I'm not going to, I really don't want to do any more Christmas podcasts or anything like that because it's just. Famous it, it, last words. It, I know. It, <laughs> I know. And I'm, okay, so I'm, I may sound like an idiot. Uh, well, I always sound like an idiot in, in certain ways, but. I may sound like an even bigger idiot because I might do one, but I, I really don't intend and I don't want to. I just kind of want to leave it alone because I don't want anybody to get upset and think that I am saying don't or saying that I'm pointing the finger at somebody because you do. That's not. And like I said, I, I know people in my own personal circle that, that celebrate these things and they are just fine with celebrating them. They have no issue. That, and that, I don't have anything to say to them. I'm not not saying that they're wrong for doing so at all. They have yeah. All have, of this is this between has you has and the Lord. To do with with me. We're saying and stop. I don't and have the right to, to sit there and judge your life or your lifestyle. All I'm saying is, is for me and for my family, I don't understand this, and it's very very hard. And but the 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 fact of the matter is that it's very hard to follow and look like the world and do it. So I guess coming in from but that's not your opinion. Where, that's not your thoughts right. and feelings. That's what that's, scripture that's says. Fact. That's fact. Yes. It's just very very difficult. And you know, and then th that's again, it's just like, well, we use these things as okay. Well, we don't need to use anything. We, there's no nothing that we need to use and we need to be careful of applying our our tradition and our things to scripture we we can't do that that that's not that's not okay to do uh it's okay to have our own and to live in that way but to apply it and to you know do that that that's definitely not okay um so you know, I, I, I pray that the, the the point is received or the idea is at least pondered that the reason why you might be struggling and the reason why you're not looking forward to these things and is because you look and you act exactly like the world. And you in you and if you go, well, yeah, that's it, but you know, I just admittedly I love Jesus, but I don't want to give it up. Okay, then why do you think you're having problems? Why do you think that you're having issues? You know, for some people, you know, what's scary, and I don't know who those some people are, but for some people, they're not true believers. So that's something that, you know, we all should, you know, not, not in the way of doubting our salvation, but obviously you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money what do you think that means <laughs> you know mm -hmm. there there's you you can't get around that so who do you truly serve is is a question that that has to be 
to be pondered. And I don't, I don't know that I want to, um, to, to beat this dead horse, you know, very much more, but it's just a good springboard to start with the reflection of the heart. And then we can, you know, not only we look at the holidays, but we take a look at our everyday lives. And then, like I said, this is something that I've had to do recently. It's going, okay, well, where am I failing? Because I don't feel the way that I should be. What am I doing here? And you know what? Every answer, even to myself, was, well, you're letting the world influence you in every turn that you take. So the reason why you're not doing these things and spending the right amount of time on these things is because you're letting the world get in and and your your cares and your worries and, and all these different distractions are coming in and distracting you. And that's something that we don't, you know, earthly distractions, it's something that we have to learn how to overcome and understand what they are. Otherwise, it'll completely tear us apart. But guess what? I mean, the, Satan can use even your little children. Does that mean your children are possessed? No. But, the, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's a spiritual war going on around us. And there is, our, our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual things. So when, when these, these things are happening to us, these little things are, are trying to get us off track our kids are going to act a fool we're going to try to sit down and do something they're screaming and running all over the place you know that's going to be a distraction feeling frustrated you know all these little things are distractions that we have to this is where the action in the in the in the work has to do on you know come in 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 our on our part of it you know, at that moment, we actually have to do something. We have to say, okay, no, that's not going to happen. Or I'm going to turn and I'm going to do this no matter what, because this is what the Lord calls me to do. But we rarely want to do that. And we just want to follow back into our own comfort and our own, you know, our own way. And then try to sit and find the Lord somewhere in our comfort zone and wonder why all these things aren't working together while we are trying to, to, you know, prostitute Christ with everything that we do. And we, we end up sitting frustrated, broken, confused. You know, we all look like Joe Biden up there. The palmist. Oh my gosh. If you guys saw that Biden couldn't say psalmist. Yeah. And he's a poor guy. I feel bad for him. Three different times. The palmist wrote. Um, so I, I mean we, we that's but that's the way we are. I mean, we're just we're old and confused when it when it comes to stuff like this. And it, we don't understand how Satan uses distractions, cares. And, and the things of this world to completely destroy us. And, and not only that, I mean, you know, if Satan can't have your soul, don't you think he's going to try to get you to fall off in every single way possible that he can so you will lose your reward in heaven? Have you ever thought about that? Like, okay, I'm not worried about my salvation here. 
but I'm worried about losing reward and not serving the Lord how I should because of yeah. the enemy's influence. Have you ever thought about that? You should. It, we're told not to want to shrink away from the Lord at His coming. Okay, that doesn't mean because He's coming, he, His appearing for judgment. This is His appearing like, oh, the Bema Seat judgment. Because we still will stand before the Lord and have to give account to every word we speak. That's a believer's judgment. Okay, we don't, we don't go to, to, this isn't whether we go to heaven or hell here. This is not sheep and goats. That's what so many people get confused on, right? This is not, you know, this is not come into the kingdom here. This is believer's judgment. This is standing in front of the Lord, the glorified Christ, having to explain yourself in those times that you didn't serve him the way that you should. That's terrifying. I mean, it really is. I mean, just terrifying in the way of who wants to disappoint Christ? Who wants to? Is a believer, who wants to? If you truly understand this thing, like that is literally the worst possible thing that you can do. So who wants to stand in front of him and have to say, I'm sorry? You know, and, and, and nobody. But if you think that the enemy won't use that against you and use, you know, just because you're saved doesn't mean you're untouched. And you can't forget that. So, I don't know. Do you have any anything more that maybe I didn't say on this topic, Heidi, before I just... I don't think so. I think the, the biggest point, though, is just to take all of this and, like, be for real with yourself on it. That's what it all boils down to, because if you don't ever address, truly address, like address and stick with these root issues, like your life depends on it because it does, you know what I mean? Like nothing's going to change and you're going to keep going around in circles. You know, that's the truth of it. It stinks, but it is. And I want, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's more freedom in Christianity than people think. There's more freedom in Christ. You can do anything without worry. But we're just it's, twisted how we want to take that and be like, exactly. okay, cool, go be like the world. Exactly. It's <laughs> do exactly the same things, like the same things, focus on the same things. Yeah, 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 but I love Jesus. I think that's okay. you know, awesome for us to be able to look at every single thing that the world has to offer and be like, oh, how does this fit in with the Lord? It, you know, some things do and some things don't. You know, or, you know, how can we reconcile this? How can we bring glory to the Lord in this? And it's cool to be able to, you know, experience these things. Sometimes it may be, you know, in the way of art or different things like this. We go, man, that's beautiful. Look at Lord gave this person the talent to do this. But you know what I mean? Like it's sure. Yeah, that's it's these types of things that we can we can go and do and be involved in many things and find glory in the Lord and a lot of things in the world. We can. But be careful. There's, there's a whole bunch of freedom in this, but when you're free, you, you, you don't, you know, this is why Paul Washer left, and I'll leave you with this, I guess. But this is why Paul Washer gave the greatest, you know, example of this when he boils this down and he, when he speaks of propitiation, he's this courtroom scene of the Lord, you know, judging and your advocate right there with you, Christ. And us being completely 
set free from 100% imminent worst possible death. Being set free from this this death penalty, we you know we committed that just our flesh is the 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 worst possible thing that we could be in, and forgiven at the expense at the propitiation of Christ. Now, if you had a murderer that you just let off walking down the street. I mean, is this, do you think this murderer is going to want to, um, you know, maybe he was a murderer because he was a, a he was an angry person that just, you know, uh, would just go and beat the crap out of people and kill them. I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, if this guy got set free from doing that and, and came to this realization that he had been set, in, you think that he's going to put himself in the position to get upset to be in that, no, you're going to stay far, far away from that and not touch that. That's why, you know, I mean, I guess I could use a better example of it, but I mean, it's, that's, that's how atrocious it is when we think of a, yeah, a murderer, somebody that killed somebody, you know, he walks around slitting throats. You're not going to go and have a knife collection. You know, you're not going to be involved in these, in these different things. You know, these are, you just, you just won't. And it, and it sounds crazy when we say that, but we walk around and with this knowledge of going, okay, you're right. I have been set free. I'm the worst possible murderer that I can be. And I have been set free. And I certainly, this freedom, I'm not going to take advantage of by tainting it. That doesn't mean that I have limits to here and, and I should be judged for everything that I decide to do or, or look at or, or decide to, you know, find glory in the Lord in. But we should ask ourselves these questions over and over again and test ourselves. And not only test our, test the spirits, test the things that we think that are coming from the Lord or things that we think that the Lord is telling us. Because a lot of times you'll get a lot of worldly blessings and, oh, thank you. I might want to, might want to relook at that because why would the Lord want to continually bless you in this way? Are you sure that this is where this is coming from? Are you sure that this job offer is a blessing? Maybe this will keep you more busy. Maybe this will keep you further away from your family. How is that a blessing? More Because you'll have more money? You know, think about these things and test these things in your life. I know I went off on a, a, a weird, you know, train here at the end, but, um, you know, I, I pray that this is received with uh, just love and understanding and just caution um, in our daily lives in everything. And to, you know, answering the question, it's, it's difficult to look like the world and be able to, to, to do this thing the way that we're supposed to. It really is. Yeah. That it? Yeah, I think that's it. Hopefully it blesses you all anyways. Bye guys. Bye.